Ladies and gentlemen, we are now back with a new episode. Today's guest is one of Chicago's finest, a home slice, a home toast from the city of Chicago, Jeff the Illis. Peace, brother. How you doing? What's up, family? What's the big? Man, life is good, man. Life is good. Hey, do you remember seeing me? I just thought about this. Do you remember seeing me uh, at the movie at movie premieres? At certain yes, movie premieres. You, okay, all right. Because yes, I was like, I, I would salute you and, and I would get out the way. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I was like, and, and yes. then, you know, of course, at Jimmy Jimmy's uh, shop, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. HSLR clothing. So, yes, all right. So, of course, and I would like to ask you to first start off, who are your top five DJs? Uh, okay. Uh, number one off top, Twilight Tone. Number two, DJ Ferris, number three, Jazzy Jeff, number like four, number four, uh, I gotta, I gotta give it up to uh, Foundation, um, Cool Herc, and number uh, five. <sighs> We'll get somebody Funk honorable Flex. mention. Give, give out five and then we'll throw in an honorable mention. Okay. Funk Flex in his prime. Funk Flex in his prime. All right. Okay. The prime, that prime will be 93 to 98, 99. Okay. And Funk then Flex so who, who would be who would be an honorable mention? Um Steve McGinney Maestro. Okay. Um uh, and I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw a left field. Uh, DJ Jermaine. DJ Jermaine. Okay. Okay. I'm not. I'm not as as familiar with DJ Jermaine. He from here. Okay. You gonna have to. You gonna have to send me some work and let, and let me. Uh, let me study that then. He's uh MC. He's MC Light DJ, and he just became Yo Yo's DJ. He used to DJ at Pod J's back in the 2000s. And so, actually, so I should know him then if he's a DJ in that project. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. And he was he was really he helped me when I first came back to uh, Chicago from NIU. He was one of the first people to embrace me. Okay. Okay. As a DJ. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, second question. You yes. didn't mention like a kid Capri or uh, Clue. <clears throat> I'm not, I'm, Clue was more, Clue was, was more that person that really, he was like that new music guy. He was a show, new music showcase person. Okay. Okay. He was, he was somebody I, re, I respect that because I'm big, as a DJ, I'm big on putting on new music. You know what mm. I'm saying? As a DJ. Kid Capri, he's nice, but he ain't nice like Twilight Tom. Okay. Okay. Say no more. <laughs> Say no more. I love Capri though. I love Capri. Capri get he get the party going, but absolutely. I've been I've been I've been to a couple of joints that he done done in the city, man. I was just like, yo, get the party going. Yeah, but he get it busting. When, he get it busting for when, real. But when but when Twilight Tone, when he gets busy, or especially on the rap and that conversation, mm-hmm. man, he's nothing like it. Okay, nothing like it. Right. Especially uh, in, in the time of the Dragon Room, mm, and, uh, Zentra. 
Ooh. <laughs> well, you reliving moments now. You're really living moments now, man. Oh, man. Okay, so on to the next part. Top five producers for you. Della, of course. Yes, sir. There's no, yes, order. Sir. There's no order. No order. No order. Della, we, ain't do, we ain't doing no order, man. Della, um, I know this one's going to catch people by surprise, but I love the bad boy hitting. Okay. okay. As a staff, as a staff, there would never be another team of producers that could come as tough and come as strong all the way around like the bad boy hitting. Uh, Premier, of course, mm. Pete Rock. And um, Warren Campbell on the R&B side. And my honorable mention will be Mike City. Because I do hip hop and R&B. Okay. Okay. Uh, With that said, since you said you do hip hop and R&B, are you uh, musically inclined as far as playing instruments? Uh, I play drums. I hit the keys by ear a little bit, but I'm sample based. So, you know what I'm saying? Like I do, like when my R&B, I try to be as live as possible. As possible. But my hip hop, sample based all day. Okay, so so when you do, are you, do you just sample, sample, or do you chop it up? Are you one of the guys? That I do chop both. Up? I okay. do both. I do both. Okay, I do both. I'm I'm very much I like both because like depending on how familiar the sample is, I try to chop it so it be unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the only lady, the only lady is my. It's an R&B record, but I chop so real tough to make sure. That the sample is tough. Keith, you good? All right, keep it on mute. All right, so we make sure that uh, the chops is real tough. Okay, yeah, because you, know you don't you don't want nobody being able to hear it and go, "Yo, pay me." Yeah. So now, that not only that, but I want to make sure creatively I push myself so I can be greater. Because when I listen to great production, I'm like, man, I'd be like, I need to do it like that. Mm-hmm. But I try my best to be different. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know, I, I, I also believe in less is more, less is more. Okay. As well. Okay. So, yeah. So I listen to certain types of production uh, from big, big, big name producers or big name artists. You know, like when you listen uh-huh. to Rick Ross, he has a lot of, a lot of epic, epic beats. You know, and you're listening like, oh, mm-hmm. he did all that for a rap song. Mm-hmm. And then to me, I feel the same way. Like less is more. You know, uh, the drum mm-hmm. patterns could have been less, or, or all the instrumentation could have been less. But it's a good thing because I, I love live instrumentation. But mm-hmm. I do feel like on certain songs, it's, it's overdone. All right, mm-hmm. a couple ye- a couple not years, a couple weeks ago, a conversation was being had. I'm sure you quite heard. I'm sure you heard about it. Mm-hmm. Who do you think would be able to stand up and to with a battle a battle with Jay Z? Nobody. Nobody. You, you, no, nobody. Just like that. Nobody. Yikes. Nobody. Um, Jay, Jay, as far as MC is concerned, people still will, we will still try to question him. And Jay, as an MC, is very skilled. He say things that'll make you say, hold on, wait a minute. Let me rewind that back. And listen to it bar for bar, line for line. And 
you know, people question Jay a lot because of the big connection, because of, you know, the simple, people look at him as a simplistic MC and he's far from simplistic. He say things that'll make you be like, wow, he said that. Yeah, he said that. And he's like, he's very tactical. Mm-hmm. But as far as, uh, but as far as a, uh, a versus, not happening. Not happening. Not happen. himself. I would say this himself. <laughs> yeah, he would have to. That's what. I, yeah, that was kind of like the conversation I was saying. I was like he gonna have to do an A side versus the B side, and and let let them joints play. Man, this is, he had to do a D'Angelo. Yeah, it's it's it's, and you people have to also consider that. Anybody that you bring up as far as like a Drake or a Wayne, and there's no disrespect to them because they're good artists, right? But they were raised on Jay-Z. They run through that same vein. Like they have some of that same, same basis as far as putting music together and making music work. If you look at Wayne, Wayne don't have the records that are thought-provoking. Wayne sometimes say anything for a punchline. You know, and when you look at Jay-Z, his punchlines are sensible and the punchlines are immaculate in a sense versus when you look at Wayne, Wayne, let's start here. The production value on a lot of them albums are not superior as when you look at, like when you look at Blueprint 1, 444, American Gangster. Production value on those three albums are superior and they are top notch. And I always ask people, give me a top notch production album from Wayne from top to bottom. And that's hard to do because it's going to give you some sloppy records with some turn up uh, mumble rap MCs. And you got to understand, it came from Cash Money. Cash mm-hmm. Money, as a as a label, wasn't wasn't um, money savvy. They didn't want to set. They didn't want to pay royalties on samples. Mm-hmm. Rick Ross made a song about the man, about Birdman, <laughs> and how he don't even pay nothing. He's getting sued left and right by artists. He got sued by Wayne, fifty million dollars. So for me. Wayne hasn't made a, he hasn't made his album that can say, I'm, I'm, I can be, I can do, I can go against Jigga. This, this is my masterpiece. He hasn't done that. Right. He hasn't, he hasn't done, done that. that. Right. Like not, every, not, every not, artist, every artist is supposed to get to that level where they start to paint a masterpiece as far as artists goes. But within yeah. the rap realm, the rap era, we have yet That's to it. see. Little not Wayne yet. put together a masterpiece, right? No, not, not in my not in my view. Now, no. one thing that a lot of people point at his mixtapes. We're not talking about mixtapes. We're talking about catalog. Mm-hmm. He can he may can throw a song. He can make do a Jada kiss by by all means. But at the end of the day, now, yeah, I, um, <laughs> and I was telling I was the people that I was having that conversation with. I was like, you can take all the mixtapes and all that. That's fine, but remember, it's it's twenty to thirty songs, and they have to ring off. That's it. That's they it. have to ring off, and if you go up down the list of Jay Z albums, 
one through 15, you don't even have to pick the best songs. There's always other bangers on there that people just relate to because those songs just feel good or they bring out, a, they invoke a certain emotion. I said, I said on a book, I said, his B-sides would kill Wayne. He don't want no problems. <laughs> his B-sides. But to be honest, to be fair, as of late, Lil Wayne on verse, like as verses is concerned, Wayne's been going in. And he's been put, I guess, I don't know who who his AR is, but his or the ARs with the artists that put out, like for example, AZ's uh last project, uh Papoose. And I'm mean, I mean, oh Conway. I mean West Side Gun. Mm-hmm. Those cats, man, I want Wayne. Wayne on the album. Wayne come through with that verse and say some of the illest things in the world. Yeah, he was on, and I think on, like, he was on one of Benny the Butcher's uh, joints too. Uh, Benny the Butcher. Year. And he yeah. was he was not playing no games. But as far as the album is concerned, let's go, let's let he hasn't made that masterpiece. No, it, hopefully when the people come with the video and talk that talk, I'm 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 looking forward to some people saying, Jeff, you're out of your mind, but I'm ready for it though. Listen, I'm, I'm ready for that as well. And it's not that I'm ready for it. I just want to be able to see the evidence. You show me the 20 to 30 joints, that's going to ring. Right. Because when Big Pimpin' come on, what are you going to do? Nothing. You going to play Lollipop? <laughs> Good luck. And then his response is, girls, girls, girls. What we then gonna what? Play the joint, what you going to play? Babyface? The joint with Babyface? Nigga, I'm gonna pull out just for that. I'm gonna pull out my baby face, man. What are we doing? <laughs> Good luck all night, and, and and this can go on all night. Like, what are you gonna What's do on? when I do? Show me what you got. And I got a lot of songs that I've done. If I'm Jay, I got a lot of songs that I've done by myself. I don't need the features. That's it. What you gonna do when uh, Dirt Off Your Shoulders comes on? Man, man, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw the record on with uh. With, with Miss Jada, my verse on Miss Jada. <laughs> I'm gonna throw my verse on with Missy Joe. What's up? What you wanna do? We can do features too. I mean, he got a lot of features. We know that. Like, he's done a lot of features. He's done a lot. But what are you gonna do when those features start to uh, consist of Puffy and Dr. Dre? God, he could do Steel Dre and kill him. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot, man. It's a lot to it's handle, a problem. man. It's yeah. a problem. We, 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 hey, th- I'm telling you, it's nothing we can do. We can hang that up. Yeah, so I had this conversation with Jim. I had this conversation on the link up with uh with my brothers. You know, we got on here and we talked about it. And we we listed, I think, four or five people. We, we put in uh, Wayne, Drake, Buster Rhymes, I think Missy Elliott was the first, was the fourth one. Mm-hmm. And but the thing about that was like we kept saying it's like, what are they gonna do when these records start to go off? Buster may be close, but I wouldn't that's not a good matchup for Buster. It's not because it, the energy gonna be weird as shit. You know, you're gonna yeah. go from these dope ass chill, you know what I'm saying, get it cuts to whatever Buster talking about, you know, it's not Buster, whatever Buster Buster is high performing. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Uh, good. Uh, shout out to uh, my man, my guy Phil. My guy Phil says Snoop is the only person that can come close. And I said, uh, "Ooh, he got okay. He got beautiful. He got some joints. He got some joints, yeah. but I don't know. If, I don't know if they're gonna. Nah, 
But I, I shut know. him down. I shut him down real quick when Steel Drake come on and he sang his part. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Because you know he wrote he wrote his uh, chorus. Yeah, he wrote it and was also the one that told Snoop to when he is Dre Day. Ah, he told him to do it that way. Yeah, come on, we're gonna stop that. I'm like, but I I, I do feel him because we were just talking about how legendary Snoop is. He has some of the he has a great catalog as well, and um, Snoop as far as like consistency, he is the most consistent hip hop artist of all time. You got to put them in that top 10, whether you like Dogumentary it. is one of my favorite Snoop albums. I think that's a yeah. well-known, well-slept-on album. Dogumentary is a that's really a, good album. I like a, that album. One of, my, one of my favorite Snoop Dogg albums has to be uh, Rhythm and Gangster. Mm, okay. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Is that the one with fresh panties on it? I'm not you sure. Have a fresh I know. Pair of panties on. I think so. That oh. rhythm and gangsta and ego trip. I think that's ego trip. Okay. Either way, ego I love trip. that song. Right. Ego trip is that's the album Teddy Riley and DJ Quick produce together. What? They oh man, okay. Now I gotta go back and listen. Now yeah. I got homework. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Rhythm Rhythm so, and Gangsta. I definitely gotta check that not, out. Not not rhythm and gangsta, ego trip. Ego trip. Okay. Ego trip. Yeah. Ego trip. I definitely gotta check that out. All right, so tell me, how did you get into producing? Uh, production came through. Start. I started a team called the Illy Soul Movement. Illy Soul Movement consists of um, Phil G, a.k.a. my guy Phil, Crystal June, Hyfe, uh, Simone Spring, Sultry James, uh, H.B. Soul, the Policy King, uh, Bobby Rockwell, uh, Anton Genius, and Kareem and uh, L.K. Williams in the back in the business hall. And um, I started that off. I was more executive producing. I didn't really touch on the beats too much. I was just strictly DJing and EPing. And uh, we produced that, me and Anton. Uh, and then from there, about 07, 08, that, that uh, we had a wave. Uh, and then from that point, like about 20, uh, 2009, uh, Illy Soul broke up. I decided to drop a, a solo project, uh, Late Night Experience by Volume One. I started doing production from there. Uh, and then after that, I started teaching a production class uh, about 2011. And then from that point, I started doing beats from that point. Do you still do the production class? Um, Here and there, I might be doing another production class for uh, kids. Okay. Um, and I come from it from all form development, um, the music side, the mindset of the music music, uh, what you're listening to, how to uh, build records from the ground up, lyricism, how to rap, how to uh, song write from an R&B perspective, uh, and basically developing young people to uh, become independent artists and become independent thinkers in your music set and not be afraid to make great music outside of your comfort zone. 
I think that's one of the biggest pluses is being able to make music outside of your comfort zone. Uh, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's a skill set that a lot of people don't have, or I should say certain mm-hmm. artists don't have. Uh, and it's something that they should also work on. I've had the opportunity to do to do R&B songs. And let me say this for myself. Writing R&B songs is so much different from writing lyrics for, for rap songs. So different. Because for me, I get into an emotional state, you know, and I don't like it. I really don't like it. Like when I'm writing, like I, I, I put these really <laughs> nice songs together for people and I don't like yes. it. Like it's like, where are all these damn feelings come from and why do they yeah. exist? But you get to you get to see the beauty and the emotion in yourself that you're trying to give somebody else. And it's an actual wonderful mm-hmm. thing when you hear the song mm-hmm. actually being sung or you're, you're, you're putting it together and you're finding out like, oh. There's so much beauty in life itself and so much love in life itself if we would if we would let it be. But it's so different from writing a, from from being a misogynistic, uh yeah. wanting to kill everything type of type of person when you when you're yes, being sir. competitive as a rap artist. Like it's so different. Yeah. Yes, but it's awesome. And I think that you know, anybody who can, they should definitely take the time to do try to do R and B. Get 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 yeah. around R and B artists and try to do some writing, you know. Yes, uh, yes, it's, it's, it's a I plus. Think- I think from coming from a hip hop standpoint, mm-hmm. um, making R&B frees you up from being this hardcore individual. And you'd be able, if you're a songwriter especially, you could be able to write about the real things that you go through on the everyday. If you notice, if you look at great R&B albums, great R- the greater R&B albums are people who talk about everyday emotions outside of the ABCs and the one, two, threes of the RV, you know, sex. These days, sex, money, and murder pretty much in hip hop. But with RB, we talk about uh, life life changes, life altering uh, relationships, um, the breakups, the makeups, mm-hmm. um, dealing with the ills. Real R&B songs dealing with the ills, of and we and we're not we're not hearing that a lot. No, that's by that's by design. We, and we know design. that, but in it, but it sucks because even in this independent era, like I, I'm looking for those type of art. I like Jasmine Sullivan, you know what I mean. But they're yes, they're, they're she's far and few in between as far as artists go that are actually mm-hmm. speaking on the the like you said the ills, the actual mm-hmm. the, the personal and private things like that they put in their songs, like. Everything is one eight seven and uh, being petty and scamming and everything like that. And yes, you know sir. the, the, yes, the social, the social and economic roots of why we do music is is missing. Yes, sir, and, that, and that's that's because of the consumer. The consumer is afraid in this day and time is afraid to speak their truth and speak the un, the realnessness uh, of what's going on. They want to get away from it. But instead, you have you have some people that want the realness. They want that soundtrack. But majority of our consumer base want records that are um, that is non-existent of what they're going through, because they don't want to face the reality or face the mirror. There it is. There it is. Because I was, I was about to say that people don't want to be vulnerable. They don't want to let you in. And right. that's that's right. actually a part of your growth as an artist. You like you have to go mm-hmm. through that process. Like you have to grow. Like you have to talk yes, about right. the things that got you to that point. You don't put out eight yes, albums and no one really knows who you are. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, it's, and that's that not, was 
that's one of the greatest successes of my life, my current project. I wanted to be vulnerable mm. at a time where vulnerability has to happen. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know, when I was making the project. Currently, are there artists that you listen to for that type of content? Do you have a couple that you could share? Lot, plenty. Okay. Uh, on the R&B side, I love Alex Isley. She's really, really, man. She's a self-contained beast. Okay. Produce, okay. Produce some, she produced on records, write on records. She can sing her ass up. Well, she comes from a family of great singers, the Isley Brothers. Mm. Um, Alex is the complete package. Um, I love Moonchild. Um, even and it's crazy because they blue eyed. They they are white, like lily white. But when you listen to their music, oh my god, it takes you away from a lot of shit. It's okay. like that music, like musically. Oh my god, man, Moonchild okay. is just. Whew. And they, I can't wait for their new album to come out. Uh, come out February 11th. Um, let me see. On a new side, man, they're my two right now. Okay. And then you got, uh, of course, Layla Hathaway. My man Anthony Hamilton still putting it down. Surprisingly, when Tank is not saying, when Tank is not doing the sexy stuff, when he does records like Bare Bones, keeping it real. Man, that boy is a problem. But a lot of people don't understand. People are sleeping not only on his pen, but as a producer. He's a great producer. Uh, yeah, I will reinforce that. I will second that. Tank is a is a really, really great producer and songwriter and singer. Um, as long as I have known about him. Every, t- every, time, every time I hear something that he's done, I was like, I'm not surprised about his ability. Like, I think people are shortchanging him. Yeah. Um, I think they- uh, Hip hop side, where can I start? Um, Griselda, 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 of course. Um, but on the Chicago side, of course, Fillmore Green is one of my favorites. That's one of my dudes. Um, I love the Gold, uh, Gold Standard Collective, GSC is, as a whole. Uh, Neek is one of the best MCs who are, who really. It's not afraid to be vulnerable as a rapper. Um, he's really putting out good material. And his, his live show is one of the best live shows I've seen okay. in a long time. Because he, 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 he brings the live instrumentation part to the project, to his uh, live project, okay. you know. Um, um, bow, 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 bow. Um, I said Griselda, mm-hmm. uh, Gold Standard Collective, Fillmore Green. Um, let's see. I love A-Sign Eastwood. Um, Shayna War as a female MC. <sighs> Her last time came out Friday. Yo. It's something in the water in Buffalo. Man. Them, them cats ain't playing with nobody. I think it been like that. We just now getting a taste of what it's really like you know uh, it's just like a diamond mine or a gold mine it, it been there it just takes yeah. the right group of people to to finally shine and then more of them will come out i think rochester new york is going to be it's going to be one of those places that's going to end up having artists like that too yes sir yes sir um 
Let me see. It's it's a like the new rap that we don't don't really hear about. They are not playing. They they making good records now. Uh, it's just that you're not going to hit them on radio. People need to stop depending on uh, iHeartRadio to give them what they need. Nah, nah, not going to work. Not happening. Not going to work. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. For for me, the way that I find out about new talent and and better artists these days is by having general conversation. Like this is the social media for me. Like if I'm having general talks with people and I ask them, yo, what are you listening to, man? And they, and they tell me, hey, you should check out this artist or this artist. That helps me, you know, further my knowledge of certain artists around the city or around the world and everything mm-hmm. like that. Uh, yeah. it, it's, and it's, 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 a, a, it's a big help. Yeah, it's a lot of great, you know, I listen to a lot of stuff. Like me being a DJ first, mm-hmm. I get everything. I get everything. And man, there's some good hip hop out here. I, and I've been like that. I always tell people, they say hip hop is dead. You just, you just sleep. Yeah, you just don't know where to look. That's all. You don't know right. who, to, who to talk to. <laughs> right. I, I, alive and I got three. I got three producers, and there's no way I can go to three of them. And they go, yo, ain't nothing out here to listen to. Right. There's plenty out here to listen to. I never you heard them got... say that. Never heard them say that. Right. Yeah, it's a lot of greatness out here. You cannot. You can't be sleep out here. Just, and I mean, it's a lot. Um. I'm dropping my next project with a dope female MC by the name of Danielle in uh, March. We we might we might push it to the spring because we got to okay. get that business handled. We working on the business and we trying to make sure that album has uh, some continuity. We want to get people ears on it. Okay, okay. Uh, so there's um, certain types of uh, singles that you're gonna push out, or yeah, yeah. Um, we we try. We got maybe one, two. Three and possible. We're gonna drop probably melanin. We want to do that first, but we want to make sure after the listener session we have, we do our very first one February 19th with a music pool. Uh, we're looking at melanin. Watch them. We did a remake, the Nas remake of Watch Them Niggas, but we changed it up for today's standard. Uh, and maybe uh how fast, how far. Okay. So we we trying to really, but the, I'm, I'm going to say this. I, I, I think she's going to be a conversation piece as an MC. She's going to be a conversation piece. And she's she's nice. She's fine first. I want to say that. She's fine. But as a rapper, she's solid. She got that. She got that. She's solid. She's solid. The name of the project is called Supreme Excellence. Mm. And we, we, and she represents that. Like she's very, like when you listen to bars line by line, our thing is we want people to check the lines out, and we want feel like I'm, I'm gonna be honest. The fem, the females are gonna be like, she's talking about me. Okay, you know what I'm saying. The okay. elegance of the, we want to bring the elegance back to rap, and that's something that we're gonna do wholeheartedly with this project awesome um it's needed it's needed we have a rhapsody within within the, in the world uh the, the yeah. music industry world but we need more artists like that we need more That's artists it. who speak for the femininity of, of women we need more femininity who- and without without all the 
you know, city girlism, no offense. All that city girl, all that and all that stuff. We yeah, need some I, I know group. what you're talking about. I'm, I'm speaking to right. that because we need more of that. And we're not hearing that. We're not hearing the, the part of the women that need to speak for the women in a totality, not just. And it's OK. Cool. It's all cool for the ratchet music. Like, yeah, salute, salute, salute to all that. But y'all need more representation of, of what you all are and what you go through. And we're not hearing that. Period. Period. And it's yeah, taken yeah. away from who you all are at the same time with every time I turn on. And there's no disrespect to these other artists, the city girls and everything else like that. There's no the Cardi B's and all that. That's fine. That's cool. Everybody got to get up and, and, and have a good time and, and bounce their ass. Like, all oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But when you need proper representation, who, are, who, 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 who is there? Who is yes, that sir. for you guys? Yes, sir. And that's what we want to bring. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. In, in, the, in, in the city of Chicago or the state of Illinois, what do you think is missing as far as like uh, our collaborative music or just music in general? Um, the push, I, I, I say in real hip hop, the push for high excellency in, in music and not be afraid to hit that button to say, I'm going to take it there and not be afraid to speak on bringing truth to power. Because a lot of people, they don't want to bring truth to power because they weren't about money, sales, and, 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 and uh, attention from the social media world and stuff like that. And I think that um, we, we cannot be afraid to speak truth to power. It's not, I said something uh, around Martin Luther King's uh, birthday that people probably overlooked. I said, stopping vi- being a, speaking on stopping violence don't make you a chump, don't make you, uh, make you weak. If anything, it takes courage and you're not square or anything like that by saying, man, put them guns down. Let's unite and let's build. I come from an era where self-destruction was a top five song in this prime. Mm. People respect people respected self-destruction. And, and now when you make a song that talks about, you know, the totality of how violence uh, street violence uh, hit hit the streets and how it creates a cycle that hurts and hurts people on both sides. You looked upon as an MC that don't un- you know they try to say you don't understand the plight. You 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 weak. You whack. You're lame. And I'm like, I don't ever. I never understood that. And I think I think that's part also to me. I'll say this, even if you even if you don't agree, I think it's cowardice to think that promoting violence and talking about nothing but negativity in the music uh, is is what people think music should be. That's uh, Mm -hmm. reckless and it's irresponsible at the same time, because we shouldn't value uh, fatality more than we value the life of the person standing next to us, the person in our neighborhood. These babies are dying mm-hmm. every day and we're losing them more and more. And it's a yeah. lack of leadership. So for someone to sit, yeah. actually take the time to stand up and say, yo, we need to put these guns down and we need to bring more, more, like you said, truth to power. And we need to walk. Right. We need to walk it right. better than we're walk talking. It. Man, we need that, to, that's big. Yeah, because it, 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 it needs to happen. Um, 
and this is the era I've, I, I said this on another podcast with my buddy 606 and I said I've never seen an era like this in music where the rappers are getting killed more than ever I've never seen nothing like this mm-hmm. yeah. and they there is a lack of understanding to me at least to me that they don't realize the more you talk about killing the more you turn the universe and your karma into that and you produce that type of energy and it will come to get you because it wants to to it's gonna it's gonna ask of you are you really that that's it can you survive that that's something i i used to teach uh the kids in my class i'm like you have to be very careful the stuff you say because the stuff will the stuff you say will knock at your door and Mm -hmm. we're gonna it's gonna it's gonna you're gonna be face to face with it. Mm-hmm. It, and will require, you, it will require it will require a response. Yeah, and and that I think that part, um, really talking about the things that are going on as far as a worldwide view. Um, at this at this point, we are at a time where um, that the the politics of today. We are we are at white supremacy, white supremacy alert, and I know, and you got you got some white people that are bold as hell, and they were they saying racist things, mm-hmm. and we as a as a hip hop generation are not speaking and giving knowledge to the fact that man, they right now like you remember how. When we couldn't, when it came to voting, when the voting started happening, and you got some people that said, my vote don't count, right? Mm-hmm. Right now, you have pol- pol- GOP politics that is making sure that your vote don't count. Absolutely. <laughs> literally. Absolutely. Literally. And to me, where are the rappers, in, especially in our city, that is not afraid to call out a politician and point them out? Lightfoot is out here uh, keeping young people, keeping young people in school when COVID is out here on a rampage. And she said, man, go to school. And no one wants to drop knowledge on that on the microphone. It is nothing wrong with being a conscious MC. Being conscious is courage, it is encouraging and it's and it's okay to speak truth to power. And no one is afraid. It's a lot. I say about sixty to seventy percent of the rappers, especially in our city, is not is are, are not. They don't really want to speak that truth to power. Yeah, they just want to. Got to stand up. Like in every era before this, we had that. Like so, there were there was a group that always spoke on it, and then it it, it ignited the fire in the conversation for us to 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 better the situation. And I haven't seen that. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah. that. In the 90s and in the like late 80s and 90s, we had rappers that was not afraid to speak on political issues and would stand on it and would call the president, your Congress folks that was on garbage, and they would put it in play. Yeah, it's missing right now, man. It, um, it's uh, It's just one of those things, again, where People are scared. I don't know if they're scared or I don't, I just don't, maybe they don't know because of maybe their background. I don't, I don't know. They look at it as it's not sellable. It's lame. And and again, by design, right? So 
It's cool to talk about killing. Think about that. It's cool to talk about killing your own folks and going to jail. But there's a problem with talking about raising your kids right, protecting your kids, and making sure they, they, that, they that they are taken care of properly. Yeah. That that doesn't yeah. that it's so backwards, man. They got the whole dynamic backwards. And it's and it's yeah. it's literally killing us, it's harming us, and it's keeping us from moving forward. Like the progression. Yeah. The progression of like we, the, the the progression is, is is lackadaisical or or non-existent. Yes, and, and and not and not be afraid to drop knowledge too, because I remember a couple maybe a couple years ago it was a cat. Yeah, yellow hair, yellow hair. He was talking about voting, but he talked about the way the way your vote counted and how the branches he damn near was given the constitution. Mm. to these young people pretty much and it was a dope rap rap joint he dropped okay. that one record and it gained a lot of respect okay in his time it was great but we missing that that knowledge rap where people where rappers could talk about how to survive child support just stuff like that or how to be a better father like i came from man one of my favorite rap songs to this day is uh be a father to your child by Ed O.G. and the Bulldog. Mm, mm. And that, that song was about being a father, being a young father. Because, you know, at that time, uh, teen pregnancy was uh, at an all-time high. And people were talking, of, you know, he was talking about being a father to your child. And that was a dope rap record. And it wasn't corny. So we're living in a time where it's we got to make it okay to talk about things that we need to be better as a people about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because your, your community is all you have. And if you don't have one, you don't have no, you don't have any backing. You don't have nothing to stand yes, on. And when you don't yes, have sir. any backing, people can, people can treat you any way they want. Yes, sir. Because yes, there is no, yes, there is no fear of retribution for anything that they do to you. So, you know, we, yes, we, we, we got to get to the point where people, the, 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 the entertainers, the rappers, the, the, the uh, singers are being more socially responsible for their community and the people that look like them. It's uh, I, we need more of that. We haven't I haven't seen a lot of it, and it's 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 hurting us. It's hurting us. Yeah, it's on its way. It's on its way. I'm gonna do what I gotta do in my own platform to make sure that we you know put some consciousness in the hip hop besides yeah. entertain. We can educate yeah. as well. Yeah, uh, I'm working on a couple different projects. One of them will just be me. Uh, doing a doing lyrics and then the other one i'll try to get back to to the group project where we'll start uh speaking on the social ills and everything like that but i gotta get i got all this uh rapper shit in me so i wanna um, <laughs> i got a lot of rapper shit in me um and and, wow. and, and they've been hearing they, they've been they've been hearing me say certain shit so um i gotta get i wanna i gotta get the rapper shit out of me first before i before i uh get into some socially uh more aware music Right. Yeah, yeah, but it's 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 on its way. I got like man, it's it take time because I got this, I got I got work, I got I got a bunch of things that I got to uh, clear out the plate. But I'm working, I'm working them all out. I'm gonna work them all out. Okay. So, so right. to my to, to the producer, Sir Ethics, great producer. He's a really good producer. I, I appreciate him. He's always a, a motivation to me. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um. Okay. Because I mentioned earlier. Let's talk about it. What's your top five movies all time? It don't, it don't, no genre. Top five movies all time. I'm going to start off off top. Die Hard. 
Really? Uh, I was not expecting that. Okay, all right, all right. Die Hard is not only the best action movie, but the best Christmas movie ever. Um, Bustin' Loose is my number two. The Richard Pryor, because that was the first movie I ever seen. Um, oh, man. Let's see. Oh. Uh, I got to, I have to put uh, Crush Groove in there. Okay. Because that was the, that was a movie that really changed my mind about the business of hip hop. That's the first eight mile that we ever seen. It just, Russell wasn't in. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm going to stop at that. I will stop right there because I, I, you know, I watch movies all the time. I tell okay. people, I tell people all the time, this is going to mess you up. I tell people all the time, if I wasn't doing this music shit, I would be in, I would be in LA being working for some movie company trying to get uh, green light movies for our, for us. Okay. Other people. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever tried to, uh, Work on the soundtrack for 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 movies, or or do like the uh, background music. I got, I got, I have been approached by two or three people, but okay, nothing matriculated. But I'm very much heavy in 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 the movie game. Like like I I love reading, not only the watching the movies, but I mm-hmm. love the business of it. Uh, who's who? Uh, the players. Uh, the money moves. I always been like since I was a kid. I was always in into that. I, I'm used to. It's crazy because I used to get variety at the house. I used to get the variety mag. Wow. And uh, and the Hollywood Reporter when I was uh like my magazines were like the source, uh, vibe, but I had variety. I had uh, Hollywood Reporter. And Entertainment Weekly. So those I had those varieties of different magazines because I like to, you know, of course I get in my hip hop, but I also read about what movies were coming out, the budgets, stuff like that. Two movies I'm I wanna two movies I wanna ask you about and ask you, have you seen? But I know you're a big movie head, so I'm just gonna exactly. ask you. Have you seen the movie The Counselor? The Counselor. Who starred in that? Uh what's my man? It was it had Selma Hayek. Um, what's my man? I think his name Michael Fassbender. He was a lawyer. He was a counselor. I heard. I heard about that, but I haven't. I haven't, haven't seen, seen it. it. I think you need Watch to put that. that on. I need. I think you need to put that on your radar. You're gonna go whoa. Okay, yeah. I definitely gonna. Oh, uh, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt was in it too. Okay, I'm gonna check Because Brad Pitt was telling like, "Yo, you sure you want to do it?" You know, but oh wow, yeah. I'm gonna check into that. You got what's yo. Is uh, and the other one is Dark Waters. With who? Tell me, t- drop the name because I, I think I saw that. What, uh, I forgot name? the brother's name, but he's the um, he plays the Incredible Hulk in, in, in Marvel. I know, I saw that. I saw that. I went to a screener for that. Oh, god, that movie is crazy, right? Oh, god, that movie is crazy. Yo, you when you think that, about how much you cook and what you actually you man, I was like, yo, they could blow the, the earth part- up now and it'll still be in my system, man. Yeah, the the uh the pont they were trying to sue the pont. 
I remember, man, I, I was in that screen and sitting there with the with the stare on my face, like, what the? Fuck? And it's all of us. We all got it. Yeah, all of us got it. Yeah, man. that whole, the pond and Teflon and all that. I remember, yeah. man, that, man. Crazy movie, right? It's a dope. It's yeah. a dope movie, though, man. And see that, like, right there is is, is what I would consider social commentary, right? Like, right, it's right. a conversation that we need to have where they decided they were going to put this chemical or whatever into into what we use yeah. to cook. Yeah. And screw on us the, all on the on the skillet, and yeah. and people that had no idea, nobody knew. You know what I'm yeah, I remember that. Yeah, the man's cows were dying. He couldn't figure it out. And when he yeah. went to go sue him, he couldn't sue him because they were throwing his case yeah. out and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. And he 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 got some love from it. But, man, I remember that movie. I, I went to a screening for that. that. People in the audience were, like, shocked. That movie stuck you with know? me, man, because I even though it's too late, like, I still threw all my pans out and everything. I bought some, I bought some new yeah. joints, you know what I mean? But... <laughs> I'm serious. I'm dead serious. I got a, my uh my uh the young lady at the, at the time. We, she was like, "We need to go to Target." I was like, "Yes, we do need to go to Target." You know what yeah. I mean? I walked out there with a big with a big hundred dollar set. You know, with the pots yeah. and pans. I'm like, "Yo, this is this is crazy." Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I remember that. I remember that movie. I was like, <sighs> "Like, what are they doing to us, man? What the fuck? What are they doing yeah, to saw, us, man?" Yeah, I saw that. Um, it, you know, I'm a big movie person. Um, man, I do like my top five of the year every time. So. Really? Okay. 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 Who's um, who was your top five of 2021? Uh, it was in oh the uh, Western movie with uh Idris Elba was in my uh, top ten. Uh, and I think it should be nominated for Oscar. The uh, harder they fall. The harder they fall was good. Yeah. Salute to them for that opening scene where they use the train mm -hmm. to uh to salute Chadwick Boseman. I salute to them yeah. for doing that. That was dope. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the Denzel movie, uh, A Journal for Jordan, is definitely in my top ten. Uh, usually, I would have my list in front of me. But I'm just going off the uh, off the cuff. You ain't know I was going to hit uh, you like that, though. Yeah, no, I didn't know. You ain't know. But uh, a lot of, to be honest, I'm gonna say this: um, Netflix. Jesus Christ, Netflix is really having a for the last five years. They really shifted the movie culture. Yeah, yeah, they got a lot going on in the background. Netflix been really putting out some 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 solid quality content. I will say that. My and that's something that the movie companies have not. They not ready and still not ready. They need to really like now. We have to. We have to have to put this in perspective. You got to put your movie at the show, and put your movie. On a platform, yeah, a streaming platform. A streaming platform. What I will say was the biggest disappointing movie of 2021 was Respect with Jennifer Hudson. I did. I still didn't see that. Damn it, man! You just reminded me. I still didn't catch that. 
Still it was some things that I did know, I didn't know, but I'm the biggest problem when you do a movie like on a person like Aretha Franklin, that movie has to be three hours off top. Off top. Um, Justice League was the, uh, the, the director's cut is excellent. I am very, I was very upset at the fact that they didn't really took the time to really put that movie out the way it's supposed to be. So the, the second version, the guy that the, the second or the real version to me was mm-hmm. in the version I actually ended up enjoying. Uh, yeah. It was, it was, even though, to- even though it was long, it was excellent. Yeah, it, it was long, you- but, but what he did in that was he gave it more definitive. It was more definitive. There was more. It was more colorful. Like you, you got to see what why things were happening the way they were happening. Even though there was some mishaps and everything like that. But I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those mm-hmm. guys. So, um, um, I, I did I enjoy will, that. I did enjoy that. I definitely enjoyed that. Um, let's say. Let me say this though. Um, it is time. I will say, with the movie game, especially us as a people, it is time for us to really kick the door down with original content. Superheroes, superhero movies is one thing, and I'm, I enjoy it. I'm with that. But I, the thing that gets me mad is that I am tired of recycling remakes. And boom, I'm glad you said that because that's what I wanted to say about the movie, the movie industry in general. They keep recycling the same thing every 20, 30 years. Like all, nothing is new with them. Nothing is new with them. Mm-hmm. And, and we have yeah. to understand it as, as uh, independent artists, whether it is the movie industry or the music industry, we can create our own content. It's just about getting it together and putting it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a lot of content, even with Netflix, the way they, they go ahead and they put out Dion Cole, Cold Hearted. That was awesome. I, I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And then you got Dave Chappelle's three or four specials that they put on there. Mm-hmm. To be able to have platforms where you can put out this material, uh, even if, if you go on Amazon Prime, they have some really good content on there, too. Uh, you yeah. just have to go on there and check it out and, and skim yeah. through it. But, and, uh, and, Am- and the Amazon Prime is the independence. And Kings, yeah, yeah. And, and I love that. But the music, the music and, and the, the movie, the movie industry puts out the same stuff all the time. But the reason why they keep doing this is because people keep going back and they keep going to see it. Yeah. They keep uh, going to not, see it. We're not putting in like good original material is getting pushed in the indie side. And they may not have the wherewithal and the power to get it to the world unless some powerhouse investor said, hey, I'm going to give you this bag of money, advertise, advertise, advertise. That's true. That's um, true. Um, and that's the only thing with a it's a lot of good. I, I think original content, I think going into the future should be pushed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm gonna say this. My number one though, it's a doc, it's a documentary. Two two of my number top uh films of 2021 was docs. Uh the first one which is not even out. I went to the Chicago International Film Fest. Okay. And it, I seen a doc and you finna trip. Punch nine for Hell Washington. Wow. Listen to me. 
I'm a Chicagoan. Um, I've been a Chicagoan all my life. And I know I was in the, I, I grew up in the Hell Washington area. But just to see it, to see it and see everything that happened. Mm. My God. <laughs> I I said, I had to, at the pan at when they finished and at the panel, I said, I don't care if y'all got to get HBO and beg them or Netflix and beg them. This has to come out. Wow. Because they really, man, they, they really got down. They were in it. <laughs> they put on, they put on for it. Mm. Man, dude, let me say this. And I don't want to give away not too much of my um of um the doc, but I will say this. Um many people will say blacks don't know how to get together and get an issue done, right? After seeing that documentary around the hair washing era, if we were to unify politically, my God, they you you want to see the darts come out. But I think they knew that though. I think that because that, that was the start of the unification of a lot of stuff at the time. If you notice, uh you Man. had not and not to bring up a bunch of gangster yeah. shit that was going on, yeah. but you yeah. had you heard Larry Hoover saying real gangsters go to the poll and vote. Real gangsters take yeah. care of their community. How are you a gangster? Yeah. You can't take care of your community and you can't Man. provide. Listen to me, when Harold was in there. That was a, like, it was a lot of things I saw in that doc. Like, I'm going to throw this one out there. And I know that a lot of your friends and family is going to be like, Jeff, quit it. Stop it. Um, Harold, like, you hear a lot of conspiracy theories about Harold Washington dying from poison. Mm-hmm. After watching that doc, he didn't die from poison. He died from stress. <laughs> he died from stress. Listen to me. He never took a vacation. Keep that in mind. You run in Chicago, mm-hmm. no vacation. 87, 80, 80, 83 to 87, no vacation. Mm. You Trying running, to bring change to the city. No vacation. He only did one vacation. And that vacation was the time he went to Singapore. And when he came back, he passed away. Wow. And so here's the thing that why I I can believe uh, that they said when they did was it an autopsy? I don't know if it was an autopsy. I think they said Martin Luther King went to the the hospital with complications or something, and they said he had the heart as young as he was at the time. They said he had the heart of like a, a eighty year old man. That responsibility of having to make him change and the responsibility to like Chicago at that time, you know, you, you, you had, like they showed how the racism was built from the, from that point, from daily, mm-hmm. original daily, the mm-hmm. racism. Yes, sir. Jane, Jane Byrne. And then Hell Washington coming here and shaking things like, like, like from day one, and day one when he walked in, he hit the guy who said, things are going to change. We are not having this mess anymore. Them white folks lost it. And at one they point, didn't, after 
Harold died, didn't at one point uh, Daly say that it'll never be another black man as a mayor again? That's what they tried to do. They tried. They they they. That was a man. When and they he, said when he they said when he said that he didn't hear he didn't know who was in the room uh, when he uh, when uh, the original day made that comment. Man, listen to me. When when Harold passed, they didn't even waste no time. Mm-mm, they went right to work. They went right to work, and that's when I knew that they didn't want to see they didn't want to see a black man take care of business. They put a dude a shoe in. And man, that that doc has to come out. And you know, anybody that go to the International Film Fest, mm-hmm. film festivals, a lot of those movies don't get to see the light of day till maybe three, four years later. Very true. Very true. Because they go to time. other film festivals, they get reviewed, right. and, and right. You, th- right. some of those guys they need sponsors and everything like that to make sure they can yeah. keep it going. So, yeah. man, I, yeah. I, I I'm gonna have to check yeah. that one out. That one and. This is the one, and this is on currently on Showtime. You are you are now watching Video Music Box. Okay, okay, I saw that one. I saw that when I looked on there. I saw that when I looked on there. I didn't check I, it out yet, but I saw. I did see it on there. Oh, watch that. Okay. Let me say this: If I'm a man of God, Ralph McDaniel's was sitting on a gold mine. <laughs> Hear me. Did you, know, you there's the, there's one not to cut you off. There's one of a guy, I forgot his name, on Netflix. They call him the Black Godfather. Have you seen that one? Yes, yes, I have. Uh, Clarence Avon. That yeah. came out in 2019. Yeah. Yes. I'm 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 very I've been I've been on uh Clarence Avon. The thing that was so eye opening for me are how he made moves. He was a move maker. Yeah. He'll say, He'll say this. Um, hey, Jimmy and Terry, go to AM. They waiting for you. <laughs> that's how that's how you must go to AM. They waiting for you. That's the that's Clancy Yeah, he just made moves. Just made moves. Didn't yeah. ask for nothing, he, just made moves. No, no, he built that. Like he built that from the 60s. And then from the from about the 70s and the 80s, he said, listen. I need to, um, I need you, Jimmy Jam. If you need to get that record deal, I get you that record deal. Go to Herb. Herb Albert, who ran uh, Annie. Go to Herb. Herb will get you that. You know what I'm saying? And voila. Puff got in trouble. What you need? Let me give you this lawyer and this lawyer and this lawyer. Make that call. And he didn't, and Puffy didn't come to him. He called Puff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Clarence Avant was the kind of guy that was this, he was a chess mover. Like he was always, he, he was a chess mover, not only in the music business, but in politics as well. So yeah. That's yeah, they the say, they that's say the, at certain meetings, he would be sitting in the corner. Nobody even knew, no one knew who he was. But he right. would just be sitting in the corner waiting to make sure that everything got done right. And if he didn't like what he heard, he stood up and he took over the room. Yeah. And Avon was, man, like, he's like the Quincy Jones of the music business. Not music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The music business. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Versus Quincy Jones is the master in the music game. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the musicianship and stuff. Yeah, two different things. Two different right. things. Avon, Avon is the music. The business of it. He could get things done, yeah. Like one call, that's all. So the Ralph McDaniel that you said that's on Showtime? Mm-hmm. And that he was he was video, he was BET before BET. Okay. In New York, in New York City. And he like he got all the videos right now. You can go on his Instagram. He does a video show on Instagram. He mm. got all the videos. He DJ them now, but he got all of them videos. Like the videos that we missed that yeah. BET and MTV tried to throw away. He got he all got, that. Wow. So he yeah. probably sitting on footage from 30, 40 years ago, man. What? Man, that's why I said, man, his time, Nas is, he directs the, he directs the doc. So when you got a person like Nas, who's not only the great, you know, great MC, but when it comes to business, people are sleeping on Nas on business. Yeah, I love Nas how he moves. Yeah, it just, it's, it's, but yeah. it, the way he moves is 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 the way I, I like to do things. Like, I'm going to move in the yeah. shadows. Like, you ain't got to know what I'm doing, but just know that there's right. money stacking up over here. Right. And the way Nas, I know Nas got in his ear and said, man, you got to you gotta do this as an NFT. You know what I'm saying? You got videos. You know, you got, you sitting on a gold mine. Let's do an NFT. And I'm quite sure he he's getting him some, uh, it moves on doing some of the videos and errors in NFT. And it's going to, I really think he's uh, helping them out on that. Yeah, or so, he could probably probably start a museum or like a small shop where you can go in and, and make it like mm-hmm. a. Yes, sir. What do you, I forgot and what I'm, you call like a place where you can come in and make, do a viewing of, of everything sir. like that? Yes, sir. They got um, video music box at the Smithsonian, the Black Joint. Okay. So, Okay. So get ready, get ready, like go to that. But man, that doc, man. Oh. Serious business, huh? Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, we need to see more of that from us because that 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 music, I mean, that movie industry, man, they they were gonna keep recycling the same bullshit. And I don't see why they they do it when you have so many Latinos, so many different black people that have all these great stories and all these great ideas that you want to allow them to share with the world. But you keep pumping out this bull. But yeah, but yeah, my two favorite docs of twenty of twenty one was that man, that Hell Washington joint. I was sitting there like, like they got actual footage of what was going on and the people. Like the footage was sitting there. You be you were sitting there like your mouth would drop, Mm. and Hell Washington was about it. He wasn't no slouch. He wasn't no like. I love Obama, but Obama was like. I wouldn't say he was an ass kisser, but he he was diplomatic, right? Versus Hell Washington wasn't diplomatic. Hell Washington was like, fuck you. <laughs> this is how it's gonna be. But in that if time and in Chicago, what was what were you expecting? How did you expect him to get something done? Man, and you 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 had to be strong, you had to be fearless, you had to be um, you had to be about it. Cause them white folks. That white, like, people are tripping on how white privilege is, is crazy now. Man, you got to think about 83, 84, and how white people were standing on it. Like, who the fuck you think you talking to? 
And they would literally say that to him. And, was, and nobody would do anything. And hell was like, I'm talking to you. What you going to do about it? You ain't going to, you're not going to move me. And that's where you heard about the council wars. They would stay up all night long till, till he got something done. And what he did was smart was, uh, you know, people talk about rezoning. He rezoned, he rezoned the wards. And when he rezoned the wards, he built coalition with the black and brown. Mm. When he built the, when he did the black and brown, it was over with. It, it was smooth sailing. Hell, Washington, that's why a lot of people said Hell, Washington not only was the best mayor that we ever had in Chicago, but the best mayor ever. Because he was smart, articulate, and he was bouty. He didn't take no shit off nobody. And he built a lot of coalition. There needs to be more representation of them, too. Man. <laughs> they don't want that. <laughs> there needs to be more. There needs to be more representation of him and Jean-Baptiste Point du Sable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That little statue that they have across the bridge over there by the uh, across the street from the Wrigley building. Like that's cool, the little statue of Jean-Baptiste Point du Sable, but you all put bigger statues around that statue all the time. Every summer, I always see these really big, crazy, gigantic statues. That that they name they name LSD the John Batista Sabo Drive. They need to name one of these streets the Hell Washington uh, Parkway. Well, the Washington Boulevard. Washington or something. Park. Yeah, Washington Boulevard or Hell Washington. You have the uh, Washington Park that's named after him. But man, listen. That that doc thing, if they they have to put that out. Mm. And I'm I'm man, if you ever get a chance to go online, you could go online to Punch Nine and see Punch Nine for Hellwashington.com and see where they are doing the film fest. And I told every I've been telling everybody about it ever since I saw the doc. I was just like floored. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. definitely gonna have to look into that, man. Definitely gonna have to look into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a website yourself that people can go check out? Yes, jefftheillis.com, jefftheillismerch.com, where you can get the merchandise for late night. We got new merch on the way. Uh, we got merch from the uh, for the Supreme Excellence album with Danielle. And then I got some JDI DJ uh, merch that we putting out. Uh, the vinyl, we, you can still order the vinyl. We're doing a, um, like pretty much a, a Kickstarter campaign with the vinyl. If you order the uh, late night vinyl, 10 songs out of the 29, the 10, top 10 songs, and then we're doing the 45 after with uh, all the amazing uh, chapters, one, two, and three. Um, so you can go to jeffdaylistmerch.com and uh, be a part of that. Um, and follow me on the book, Jeff Dayless Everywhere. We're a big bird, we're a big bird. And you are, let them know, you are a real DJ. You know how to cut from scratch. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I'm for real with it. The DJing is serious. Yeah, <laughs> we we yeah. are not. No, this, uh, there is some severity to this. Like this ain't this ain't no i this ain't no iPad DJing. Like this is no 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 no. This is I'm I, I do the controllers and all of that, but I do these vinyls too. Yeah, yeah I'm um yeah. I'm for real with it. I yeah. I got I still collect. I mm -hmm. have 45s. Mm -hmm. I have LPs. Anything and man, I'm Talk doing a party. It. I do a party January 30th, the vinyl exam. I'm doing an all 45 set. I am not coming to play with nobody. <laughs> I'm serious about it. Yeah. Vinyl is alive and kicking, and I still collect. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I just I just wanted to, I just wanted that to be said so people have an understanding when we say DJ, we yeah, are talking about official okay. like a ref with a whistle. Yeah, I've been doing it for 25, 26 years. Uh, shout out to all my Northern Illinois University Huskies and representation selected few. They they we got a story to tell about my DJ career. We can talk about it. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Jeff, I appreciate you being on here with me, man. My man, this was a good conversation. Hopefully one day no we'll doubt. be here. Oh, anytime, man. Yes, I'm sir. with it. All right. And as usual, ladies and gentlemen, remember the mission statement when you're striving for greatness. God never puts you in the driver's seat when it's taken. We are done.